This is Dr. Kara Shepard, and you're listening to Goat Talk with the Goat Doc. I think we have to sit closer together. Spatzel, you're going to have to move. Spatzel, you're going to sandwich. Okay. All right. Sit next to Homer. Okay. Oh, Homer. Homer has a fit when someone has to sit next to him. Mm-hmm. Calder, go lay down. Go lay down. Ready? Mm-hmm. Now that the dogs, well, Calder's still looking at us, but we're going to talk about what's happened on the farm in the last month. Okay? Okay. Okay. Calder, lay down. Stop looking at us. Lay down. Lay down, Calder. Get on the couch and lay down. Thank you. Okay. All right. So... We're still here and still alive, and I think last time we recorded, I said that we were going to try to record every two weeks, and obviously that has not happened. I don't think enough's happening every two weeks. Well, and the thing about that, too, is that when things start happening, we're not going to have time to record every yeah, two weeks Well, either. maybe. The whole point of moving over here is to streamline the GOAT thing, so... Mm-hmm. I have more time to do the things I want to do every day, which is like cook meals and clean the house. Believe it or not, those are things I look forward to doing every day. Yes. Well, we'll see how it goes when kids start coming. Yeah. We haven't started kidding yet. Um, no, 20 days. I think the there's been like some small things that have happened and then... I think the largest frustrating thing has been that I mentioned in passing on the last podcast episode that I recorded, um, but I think we'll discuss slightly in more detail at this moment, is that the barn still doesn't have power. Yeah, we still don't have power. Which is... Very, very, very frustrating. I don't find it very frustrating yet. But there will be serious issues if the power is not turned on and I need heat lamps to keep babies alive. Or like a cold spell rolls through and I can't have warming barrels. So I don't mind having the floodlights on and running the extension cord Whoa. across the driveway. I know. See, that's that's one of the things that's super annoying. Um but the whole saga of getting the power turned on to the barn, like we wanted new power service to the barn because the barn is the business and the cheese making space is out there and the milking space is out Everything's there. Everything's under one so roof. So instead of having like, oh, this is our estimated power usage to the business versus what we actually use for domestic uh, electricity, now we actually... <laughs> Now we're going to know. Well, no. So we called in Maine. We have basically one 
electricity provider, which is Central Maine Power. And Central Maine Power has known since the middle of November? Beginning of November. Early, early, mid-November. Early November. That we were going to have new service over here. There were going to be two meters on one property and that they were going to have to come and connect the line. We're really going to try to not use bad language okay. while telling this story That's because then I'll reminder. have to put yes, because then I'll have to put an explicit tag on the podcast. Okay, so no swearing. Um. So since early <coughs> mid November, CMP has known that we needed power to the barn. Our electrician has been in contact with CMP. Our electrician has come multiple times. And they have done everything that they need to do. And what? So the the whole thing is just so convoluted and frustrating. Evidently, um, CMP doesn't own the pole that the electrical wire runs on. That's not every pole, though. They, so, they do own poles, but this pole is owned by the telephone company, which the telephone company doesn't really even exist anymore. No, like telephone- so they like sub out all the pole work to a pole setting company and then we get in line. So <sighs> like three people, three different corporations have to be involved just so 30 feet of power line can be pulled from the street to the barn. <sighs> so you're talking the pole setting as a company well, the tree trimming around is a different company then the power is a different company it's insane and, and then every electricians time, a different company every time one of these companies our electrician is very good i've been our, very yeah good no he's no 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 issues but there our, no. every time a new company gets involved it has taken like an additional three to four weeks. Each one. So the CMP came out and like put the meter in and. Which means it's ex- inspected and it's totally passed. So everything in the house, in the barn is fine. They couldn't have come out here in November and been like, oh, hey, tree guys, why don't you go cut those trees? And like, oh, hey, <clears throat> telephone company, why don't you go replace that telephone pole? Because apparently the telephone pole needed to be replaced. So that was three weeks of us calling on a Monday and uh, and then being told, oh, we'll maybe get to it. We'll try to get to it by the end of the week. And Friday comes and nothing happens and we call next Monday. Oh, we'll try to get to it by the end of the week. I think the third the third Monday that we called finally by Friday on Friday morning, I was about to call. And then we can't call these people. We can't call the phone company. We can only call the one phone number for Central Maine Power. And then they call the phone company. So that Friday morning, I was getting ready to call CMP again and be like, hey, here we are again. Third time's the charm. Ever going to get this pole replaced? And the, the pole setting guys came out there and they set the pole. And you know how long it took them? Half hour? Yeah. I was on the way to work. Maybe. Devin was here. And he was like, yeah, they were done before 9 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was really quick. Oh, my God. So now, since that happens almost two weeks ago now, now Central Maine Power 
legally has 15 business days, so three more weeks before they have to come connect the power. Meanwhile, we still have maybe three days worth of work in the barn, electricity-wise, to get everything all squared up before they have to come back out again and probably flip the switch. Maybe at that point, we're connected to the grid so they could do it remotely. I think they could probably do yeah. it remotely at that point. Yeah. But then, like, they have to, <clears throat> the electricians have done as much as they can, and they can't point, do yeah. anything else until the power's on. Right. So, CMP has to come turn on the power or connect the power and then turn it on. Right. And then the electricians have to come back. And what is this is February 11th. Yeah. We start kidding in like 20, 20 days. days, 19 days. Yep. Grr. This has been very, very aggravating. And yeah. also, I'm just sick of extension cords everywhere. And we have like floodlights in the barn. We have one extension cord running from the house, from the one outlet on the outside of the ancient house, powering everything in the barn. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's a 15-amp breaker, so we're definitely maxing that out. I mean, at least most of the woodworking stuff is finished now. That was really fun, turning on the table saw. Yeah, and everything in the barn, all the lights go dim down and then slowly ramp oh up my God. not exaggerating not like um, safety approved and then all the snowstorms i would oh just run it over with the plow truck yeah and forget about it every snowstorm oh my god and so i ruined a cord i repaired it too much it can't be fixed anymore it's too scary yeah, so, so running an extension cord across the driveway and forgetting to move it. I think one time we've remembered maybe to, once to move it. And then there's been multiple snowstorms. So, so yeah, uh, the tree guys came today. So that's like, what, the fourth company involved in the whole thing? Yeah, and they the just power. like came out and trimmed some twigs because there really wasn't anything in the way. Yeah, they're and like, then oh, decided- we have to trim half of this, like, hundred year old lilac bush back. Which wasn't which even Which isn't even as tall as the line is gonna not be. Not even close. And I don't Ugh. think they max out at I think they max out at like ten to twelve feet, but whatever. They came and smashed it up. Mm. So hopefully the power will be turned on soon. And then we can get that <clears> taken <throat> care of. Devin has been working on welding the milk stand back together. Yeah, this milk stand we bought as a package deal. We bought out this dairy, this goat dairy, and we bought out everything they had goat-related. It's a package deal. It's the equipment I'm using right now. The equipment to where Flying Goat is right now is because of this package deal of dairy equipment. So I had this six goat milk stand that was custom built by the previous owner. And it was just cut up in pieces sitting in the woodshed and outside for bunch of years, six years. Yeah. Thereabouts. So, so now it's going to actually, now be it's used. going back together, welding it back together. It's all pretty much welded back together now. And building some stairs, welding some stairs up. And the pre- the weeks prior to this 
current project I'm on, we built seven, no, five. Oh yeah. Hay feeders. Yep. That was, that was a good bunch of projects. I think. <clears throat> and these hay, hay feeders, like eight feet long by 45 inches wide ish. Yeah, so this is the design, a hay feeder design from Premier One. And you can go, like, Premier One is like a sheep, largely sheep uh, supply. Fence. Fencing supply um, business. I think they're in, like. They're in New Hampshire? No, you're thinking of uh, the other one. Oh. Oh, I can't think of what that one's called. The one where we've gotten stuff before. Mm -hmm. But, uh. Premier One is... I'll Google it real quick. Well, um, anyways, these hay feeders are pretty mean. They're awesome. They really rock. And yes. I've been very happy with them. And yep. they, they're long and narrow and tall. And Iowa. Iowa. Mm-hmm. And they just rock. We kind of custom made off of their plans um, three feeders that are... We're going to feed like a TMR. And they're so they're like they have like headlock style slant pieces of one by four, and then they're like spaced six inches so the goats can get their heads in, but nobody could jump in. Mm-hmm. And hay waste has gone down significantly. Yeah. Uh, if you follow my Instagram, I tried to post some pictures of building the first one of these things, but then it was really cold that day, and my phone was like, Dying. "Nope." Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we built a whole bunch of those. That was good. Um, yeah, the goats seem to really like them. Um, they can't get under the, they were getting underneath them and like nesting down and sleeping underneath them. And I was going to have that. So we, you know, blocked off the bottoms. There was some tweaking to them, figuring them how to make them work for us the best. And they work really great. Yeah, it's a good foundation design. So, like, if you're curious, I am in no way, like, affiliated with Premiere One, but you no. can download the plans from their website for free. And uh, so far, the goats have not been able to destroy them. Yeah, wait till the bucks get in there. Yeah. But, yeah, they've been holding up pretty good. Um, a couple days after we posted the last Tales from the Farm podcast episode... Our new large black sow farrowed um, her first litter over here. Her name's Squirrel. Squirrel. Um, she had eight piglets. She lost one, and the rest of them are still kicking and doing well. Um, yeah, that they, they're out. I love. So they they have these hutches that we made like big um, twelve by. 12 by 8 space is what she's got for her and her piggies and then like an outside pen space. And so the piglets mostly like there's been there's been some cold snaps here um, where it's been down single digits below zero with the wind chill. Um, And so we put a blanket up over the door and it's nice and toasty in there and the piglets mostly stay inside. I, I love when they start to come out and like explore around. And today I came around the corner going up the hill and they're all their little Little pig heads were out and snorting around, and yeah, they grew a lot. Yeah, they've gotten big. There's one itty bitty one. Um, there's always a run pig. Yeah, and she's full of milk. I don't understand. 
Oh, well, I mean, we'll see. You, often they catch up once we start feeding them the dairy, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that won't be long. Yeah. Um, what else has happened here? Uh, finished most of the plumbing. Oh, yeah. It's lots of plumbing in the dairy has been done. I was going to mention about how... Uh, we got a Richie... Yeah, oh, that's another thing that we can't finish doing because the power isn't turned on. Is yeah, really nice the automatic waterer. Automatic waterer can't be installed completely because the power isn't on. Yeah. So that's super annoying. Well, that's just for the, yeah, there's pieces of pieces of it that are heated that we'd like to have installed and finalized before we install the unit. The water is working out there, but. Yeah, because it comes from the house. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah, I can't, we talked about Satchmo, I think on the last episode, right? I think so. Yeah. But Satchmo had his cataract surgery and he's still in the cone. His cone can come off tomorrow. Whoa. And we ordered him some doggles to protect his expensive eye. And he's been all over the house since his surgery. So. Yeah. It's been a big change from what it was like for too long. Mm-hmm. Just bedridden, scared to move, scared to do anything. Now he's not scared at all. Yeah, he's been all over the place, bonking the cone into everything. Um, So that's good. I'm glad at this point I feel like that's good. Uh, yeah. And it's taken some stress off of me, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's been really good. What else has happened here? Oh, we bought a new delivery vehicle for the farm. Oh, yes. And, I mean, we haven't done anything with it. It was just a really good deal. Yep. Um, Yep, it's a 2012 Ford Transit Connect with a refrigerated box in the back, all nice and insulated and looks really good and... <clears throat> low mileage it just needs some body work needs some cosmetics uh yeah i need some body work gotta take the previous businesses stickers off of it and mm-hmm. put some flying goat farm stickers on there yeah i was thinking of like taking the f- the farm logo and like making it kind of vintage looking yeah that would be sweet and i'd like to put some vintage looking wheels on it yeah and it needs we'll, a new bumper cover we'll and- share pictures some doors. I need some sliding doors, some rocker panels, and and a patch on the frame. So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it has low mileage, but it ran seafood. So on Martha's Vineyard. So yeah, it, it's a little salty, a little crispy, but a lot of it's really good and low mileage and really nice refrigerated box. It's hard to find. And it gets 20 plus miles for the gallon. So, yeah, sh- should be pretty good. Make me make us look real professional. <laughs> <coughs> um, I think also, like, not directly related to Flying Goat <coughs> Farm, but um, related to like the, f- the big farm, Marybrook Farm. We've also started like logging has started. And uh, I think I just, I'm pretty sure I described all this when I 
did the reveal of us moving and doing all this. You didn't do that episode with me. I did that in the truck. Oh. Um, but that Devin's sister and her husband are planning on building a house on the other side of the property. And so that's been getting cleared out and a driveway put in and trees are coming out of there. It's a very nice driveway. <laughs> and we need to uh, all go over there and walk around because I'm excited about the trails that the that the loggers are making. I'm excited for wood. Yeah. Wood to be harvested and the forest opened up a little bit and mm-hmm. get some good growth. Be able going to on. get in there and like enjoy the land. Like it's a lot of land and have paths to walk around on it and stuff like that. I'm excited about. We've been getting out and cross country skiing a little bit. Yeah. That was a whole saga too of figuring out cross country ski bindings. It's not really like relevant to Tales from the Farm, I guess. Well, but, it's how we can enjoy the farm. Yeah. In the wintertime, we, I have like a beater sled mm. that I got from my mom and go out and groom the trails, groom the fields. And the skis are from like 1972 Norway and we put some new bindings on them and now we're reusing them. Yeah. They have a new life. We have new boots and new bindings. So that was, that was great. But like the last time I got cross country skis, I was like seven or eight years old, like I new ones. Never had new yeah. skis in my so life. So I had no well, idea there's like skis. different kinds of cross country <clears throat> ski bindings and boots and all this stuff. Yeah. It's ret- ridiculous. <sighs> we had that figured out. So we, I've taken the dogs out a few times. We've taken the dogs out a few times. The pointers, they like it. Lots of fields to run around in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, not, not too much craziness in the last month, I guess, as far as the farm goes. Um, things will start to probably get more crazy in about 20 days. Really, if, I mean, I was going through goat doe breeding dates and stuff like that, putting them on the calendar, and the end, if if those that are written down are at least mostly correct, the end of March is going to be very, very busy, and Usually there's going is. to be a goat kid explosion, so we'll try to be ready for that, Um but that's really going to be go time. I think we've got about a dozen does due before that. And then there's like 15 due in like a five-day period if the calendar I think it's is right. probably 10. Well. It's probably 10 to a dozen. We'll see. Yeah, I think I usually stop around 10. We that- did get to a point when we were in Acton, though, in breeding, or we like – we need to breed these does cause we're going to move and they're going to be stressed out and we're not going to really have like the facilities to separate them and breed them the way we normally do when we first moved. So that's, there was a point where I was like, breed them. Yeah. But kids will come. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're to- taking advantage of the, the time right now to rest. Yeah. Winter time, winter time is for sleeping and sitting on the couch and watching Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah. 
or, you know, this, this winter has been a lot of like building and lots Mm of doing stuff where I normally spend my winters working for somebody else, not thinking much about anything and just turning off the farm. Usually use winters as a reset time for me and I kind of depend on it. So it's been, it's been kind of hard for me because I go hard. I go real hard from March until December. There's, mm-hmm. you know, 16 hour days, 17 hour days are normal. So like why we moved over here is so that I don't have to do that and still, and even farm bigger and more, but just have it efficient, having the systems in place where it doesn't take me as long to do all these things and have some help from my sister. So that frees up some time too. So yeah, winter time is usually for recouping. And well, hopefully we didn't get to go to Florida like we have been for the last three years. We went two. Two years. Yeah. And it's been really nice. So we're not going. We didn't go this winter. Or we're not going this winter. We've gone to the the <clears throat> NABC, to the VMX conference the past couple of years. It was really fun. We also go to Disney World. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we're going to try to be able to go next year. Yes. We'll have this. Well, I never. All the things that I'm doing this winter, mm-hmm. I won't have to do next winter. It's all going to be done. That is really the thing. I've my mentality has with the barn it's building stuff. Like, let's do it this way, and we're probably going to spend a little bit more money and whatever. But hopefully, it's once mm-hmm. and it's never again, and right. it makes things easier. Like just the fact that like once this once the power's on and the automatic waterer is installed, you don't have to fill up the water. Yeah, and I spent the last two days. Installing the heat tape. Yeah. So it shouldn't freeze either. Right. And there's actually a heater in the automatic water order too. So everything, and that's all insulated and all, yeah. Inside. Yeah. It, yeah. So we're, tr- we're trying, it's work, more work now and probably like things will have to be maintained and, you know, maintenance and wear and tear and all that. But the goal is to streamline things so that it's not quite so insane yeah. Once all this stuff is done. Yeah. No more picking up buckets. Yeah. So cross your fingers for us that the power gets turned on in the next week or so. Mm-hmm. And then we can move on with our lives and our projects yeah. and be ready for kids to come. Do more wiring. Yep. <laughs> yeah. More plumbing. I have lots of dairy equipment pieces. It shouldn't be too bad once the once we get the hot water heater in. That part shouldn't be too bad, but we need the electricity to run the hot water heater. We need the electricity to run the vacuum pumps. Mm. So still things to do, but yep. making slow, steady progress and still trying to not work too much. Sixteen hour days. Yes. Still Still, saving up for kidding season. Yeah, still saving for kidding season. I miss working on boats, but I also enjoy building my new dairy. So Good. Yeah. I think we covered the bases of the last month. Yep. All right. 
All right. That's going to do it for now. All right. I think maybe not having a goal of every two weeks, but a goal of once a month is good. I think so. That's what I thought it was. Oh. Whoops. Well, we met your goal then. Great. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye.